Hi, it's Mitch from PickDogs.com here with your uh, live show for Monday, August 9th, 2021. Of course, uh, you're here 365 days a year, seven days a week. I'm going to start posting this as the podcast again as well on Spotify and iTunes. Um, I don't know. Generally, it's just a matter of me forgetting to hit the record button before I start talking is the only reason I don't post. But uh, I'll start doing that again. I'll, just, I'll set a reminder here. You know, somewhere for myself to uh, to hit that play button. And, uh, this way you guys can grab it on the go. I know a lot of people like to listen to the show that way. Uh, I know a lot of people also question why we don't just get right into the picks at the beginning of the show. And it's because we're live and it gives people a chance to uh, join us that want to join us. You know, it takes a couple of minutes. Sometimes the notifications go out. Sometimes they don't. We try and start at 10 a.m. every single day. We never do. So... Um, it just gives people a chance. I'm thinking about maybe going with one of those countdown timers on the show. I've seen those around. I've, they've been around forever. Uh, you know, when I did uh, a lot of the stuff where I learned about live streaming and about microphones and cameras and all these different things and softwares and, and all that different stuff. One of the things that was often talked about was countdown timers. And I was always like, oh, I'm not sure if that really works for us. Some people have like 10 minute ones or, you know, five day ones or something like that. I think if we had like a five minute one, it would probably work, you know, just so it would give people that chance. And then we could get into the picks a little faster. I don't know. We're always looking to change things up. So uh, maybe we'll try something like that. But uh, yeah, a lot going on. And uh, definitely uh, I could feel, I could feel that, you know, it's, I've been doing this for a long time and it's like, I get that feeling like that. I know it's slow right now, but it's not slow here. So it's like, I know that it's just in a month from now, I kind of go into this thing and it's April. And that's pretty much the way that it works every single year. It first comes NFL college football and then it's just this year back into the normal NBA schedule in October right after the World Series and then uh, I think during the World Series and then it will be you know college hoops start really get flowing around Thanksgiving time that's when bowl season gets going and the NFL season's got an extra regular season week this year so that will be going and yeah I can see it I can already see it especially with the preseason in full swing. And we'll, we'll touch on that this week. I've started, um, you know, really looking looking at these teams this week. So getting a really good feel for the preseason games. I could see why Bittler gets so excited about it because there is some opportunity out there. Yeah. As unpredictable as it is, it's there is some predictability here. And I think that in a lot of this week's matchups, it's there. You know, there is some. I, I see a lot of NFL preseason games that I really like this week, which is strange. And, of course, all of my NFL preseason premium picks, I'll have them on the on the regular premium area, but they'll also I'll be giving out every single one of them on our VIP shows this year. So two different ways to get them. One way, a quarter of the price. <laughs> and the other, you know, the other way, full price. So it's like if you want our preseason picks, mine. Um, Brian's doing the same. Uh Definitely the, the better way to do it. Brian, I know you're looking ahead at the NFL preseason. Uh, this week you see a lot of a lot of meat on the bone like I do. Well, I love Thursday night's action. I'm trying to find out how much Nick Mullins, if any, is he going to play for the Eagles at all? How much uh, that would leave Joe Flacco for basically the entire preseason game because they're not going to play Jalen Hurts. So then you look at the backups for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we all know the Steelers have pretty legitimate backup quarterbacks. Roethlisberger's not going to play, but you don't really need him. The other three guys showed to be very capable against Dallas last week. The only thing I don't like is the line looks, the Eagles line looks very sharp. You know, people are betting the Steelers and it's scaring me, but the Steelers look as of today like an easy winner. Yeah, I think the thing that we saw with the Steelers last week is that Mason Rudolph is probably the worst of the backups. And um, it's pretty clear that he is. He's just not a good quarterback, and he's just really not 
anywhere close. To me, I thought Joshua Dobbs was easily the second best of the of, of the pick of the litter, followed by Haskins, who really just still needs work. I think he was thrown into the fire in, in Washington with not a lot to work with, and I don't think he handled it well. Obviously, this guy was drafted high. I think he could have used another year at Ohio State. I think a lot of quarterbacks come out early. It was kind of like when Mark Sanchez came out early from USC and Pete Carroll was the coach of USC at the time, and he said, this guy's not ready for the NFL. And, uh, you know, sure enough, you know, he got to the NFL, he wasn't ready, and it really tarnished his entire career. If he waits another year, back in the day, you know, rookie quarterbacks never started. Like, yeah, that, they didn't throw them out they, there. Like they, they never you know? started. No way. You know, no. they never started. It was a very it was a rare couple thing. couple years. Yeah, it was Probably always at least a year on the or... bench, if not more. Uh, yep. the, the all-time greats, you know. Brett Favre didn't start for years. For years. For yeah. years. He was on the Falcons. He was a backup, and then he was traded to the Packers, and, and, and he still sat. And, uh, you know, so it wasn't that long ago. Steve McNair sat for years. And it, it, well, yeah. You know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers sat, too. How long Aaron he Rod- for? But he was behind it, Favre, you know. So yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> you know, uh, but he definitely sat. Aaron Rodgers definitely sat, and um, you know a lot of these other guys. Patrick Mahomes sat. Steve Young, right. you know, and look how much better they are. Look how much better they are. Sitting. Steve Young Way didn't sit. Yeah, Steve Young did not sit. He sat behind Montana. Well, he wasn't on. He wasn't drafted by the Forty ers So he played several years before he sat behind Montana. USFL. Well, he played in Tampa Bay. And he also played in the USFL. So he played in both those. And then he sat behind Montana. But I think the sitting behind Montana made him the, the better QB that he, better that QB, he was. Yeah. When you got a good mentor in front of you, then, of course, you're going to get better. Yeah. So that veteran experience uh, who's been there, done that, you can pass it on to the younger guy. I mean, like, hey, been there, done that. Stop doing that. I think we see a lot of quarterbacks. Might have worked, would have worked out with Andrew Luck. Especially better. these guys that that come out early. You know, before you couldn't come out early either. You had to play four years. And that was kind of a Bill Parcells thing. What, that was because, uh, you know, Bill Parcells. Marino did not come in starting. You are mistaken. Marino did not start. David Woodley was the starter in Marino's rookie year. Marino came in about half, a little bit a little bit less than halfway through the season his rookie year, and then he never came out. But David Woodley was the starter that season. Marino looked great in his preseason that year, um, had some really big preseason games, but David Woodley was the starter uh, Marino's year, and he didn't start until several games into the season, and it was because the offense had gone stale. Um, you have to remember that the Dolphins two years earlier had gone to the Super Bowl in, with Wood Strzok. It was David Woodley who would start the games, play, like, play terribly, and then Don Strzok would come in and relieve him. And that San Diego Chargers game, the one against uh, the Kellen Winslow game, uh, David Woodley started that game, and Don Strzok threw for like 400 yards off the bench. You know? And it was just that whole thing. And you know, in that case, it was Dan Marino. And uh, you know, it was a different thing that the league had never seen before. You know? So it was like... Dan Marino changed the game, you know, of football. So it was like when you're unprepared, you know, for some, to see something like that. I mean, you know, before Dan Marino, sort of Mark Duper and Mark Clayton were also on the bench, you know, at the, at the same time. You know, same he, time. Yeah, he practiced with them in practice. They put him in the game with them, and, well, the rest is history. But, yeah, I think, you know, we're, we're seeing that, and, you know, that quarterbacks are being thrown into the fire, and we could see already, you know, the damage that's done. And guys like Sam Darnold, you know, who I don't think remaining a starter right now is the best thing for him, but we're going to see, you know, what happens. But I think here's a guy that probably could have used another year at USC, at least another year, if not, if not two. I mean, there's a, there's a, a lot of guys that have come out early, you know. I I'm going to say. plays this week with Panthers. Who do you think's the most? Uh, the most uh, going to be the most improved QB this year. I, 
I've heard Tua looks great. <laughs> I've heard he looks really good. <laughs> I'm going to go with Tua. And uh, he was my guy last year. I'm going to go with him again. Um, you know, I, th- I, I know that this guy has all the tools. I know that I also said, you know, on draft day, we, did, we used to do the draft live. Rod was with me. I said when it was the Dolphins pick, I want Herbert right here. Right? He was the guy that I said I wanted. They took Tua, and I was a little disappointed because he, has, he had the injury coming in. But here's a guy that didn't play, you know, and at Alabama due to the injury. He was also coming off a major injury, and then he comes in, and it was kind of like he wasn't the starting quarterback for the game that he came in. So it was kind of like one of those shaky situations where it's like you're not really in the game plan. And then by then, it was kind of, you know, they didn't really, he didn't really have the downfield threat. So you ne- we never saw it to uh, um, extend the ball down the field, right, which is his thing. That's his, that's his thing is, to, is the deep ball. So he didn't really have the deep target. So what you saw this offseason is that the Dolphins acquired guys that run the deep patterns, right? They got Fuller. They got, um, they got Waddle. And now with Parker... Now he has no excuses, right? He should be able to just throw the ball as far as he can, and this guy throws a tight rope, right? This guy spins it, man. And I think you're going to see a different Tua this season. I think, I think what you saw last year was Tua th- throwing into the flats because he had, no, he had no deep threat. If you don't give a guy a deep threat, I mean, Tom Brady... Um, you know, the years that they took away as wide receivers didn't have good seasons either. Well, yeah, you got no one to, yeah. no one to throw the ball to. They finally got trouble. him Randy Moss, right? Remember? It was like they finally got him yeah. Randy Moss because he was complaining because he had nobody because they, they wouldn't pay any of his receivers. He just Every year he would have nobody. Even Ben Coates had to go. You know, it was like it was terrible. Yeah, I think that Sam Darnold is a guy that, you know, could have definitely used at least another year at USC. I think he listened to the he listened to the scouts, you know. And we've seen that happen before. But yeah, I'm really excited. Justin Herbert, we know all about him. He was the guy that I said the Dolphins should take with that pick. So it's not like it's I I, I know that um, you know I'm not the only one that felt that way at the time, but I think it was the unpopular opinion, you know, at uh, at the time that Herbert over Tua, and I was all over it. I believe me, I we watch more college football here than you know we were originally a college football site. That's all we covered. So I'm, I know college football inside and out. And, you know, I think a lot of people, um, I think there's a lot less college football fans than NFL fans. We know that. But the college football fans, I think, are know football a lot better than the NFL fans. You know, a lot better. It's just the way that it is. The NFL, it's kind of like the game is so watered down at this point. Cowboys eleven and five with with Garrett Gilbert as the quarterback. I really don't think that's going to happen. They are terrible. They that's have... funny. I was looking at NFC East futures. Today. I could I see the Cowboys Washington. last place in that in that division. I could see them in I the think, last. I think the Washington football team <laughs> easy easy winners. How about in the West where uh, Arizona looks fantastic on paper? Fantastic. They. They, so they, have, they don't have Larry Fitzgerald anymore, but they have DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green. If A.J. Green, Green can yeah. stay healthy, man, he is, he's a guy that could really help them out. And, and then they have, um, they have a flyer in there, too. Who's, who was it? Um, who's that third wide receiver in Arizona? Someone that could just burn it. It, was, um, it is... Uh, we'll look it up. Yeah, it's a super, super division. For sure. Well, they have they have Chandler Jones and JJ Watt, so it's like they have they have the the mix of guys, you know. 
Yeah, it's Kirk. Is is the other guy Christian Kirk? Oh yeah, Kirk. Yeah. yeah. So it's like they yeah. have a real flyer there, and um, you know, so I think Arizona's an interesting team. I think they're, I think they're, I think in the West, I think, I think all the playoff teams in the NFC, the wild cards and everything, could all come from that same division: the Rams, the the Seahawks, the the Cardinals, all look super tough, and the Forty ers you know. Who knows if they'll bounce back? Remember, they had all the injuries at the beginning of last season, right in the right out of the gate. They lost half their defense. But we'll get to football again in a second. But let's just get to this MLB card. We'll clear it out. Brian, are you selling anything at all today? Well, if the guys are premium YouTube members, they'll get this play for free. But I got my Monday night money shot. If you're not back to winning yesterday, I shut. Shook off those two terrible days and had a winner yesterday. So and try to have another winner tonight. Check out the MLB Monday Night Money Shot and pick up a YouTube Premium membership. And for me, I've got to kickstart the week. I got one side winner and uh, two totals. Uh, VIP people will get um, my total. <clears throat> Love this play. Uh, Love all three plays, actually. So jump aboard. Kickstart the week with us. All right. Well, like I said, I'll be doing all of my NFL premium picks. All my preseason premium picks will be on the on the VIP show. Um, I, you know, I'll have them for sale on the site as well. But all I'll be giving out all of them on the premium on the VIP uh, this year. So first time we've ever done that. But my regular NFL picks, you know, it's going to be just like the regular VIP. We're not, it's not going to, I know people are going to get confused. You said you were going to give all your NFL premium picks and, you know, no, the (laughs) preseason. It's like, we need to like write it down, have it like, you know, glowing on the screen. So only, you know, 50 people get confused about it. But um, we'll, we'll get it. Got it. But, uh, yeah, so we've got the Reds and the Indians. This is a makeup game. Battle of Ohio makeup game. Neither this is not a series. This is just one game. Uh kind of the stop off game. Uh they both have different opponents tomorrow. Then we have so more more regional and more rivalry stuff going on here with the Cubs and the Brewers. Of course, these these cities just the stones throw apart from each other. We got the twins and the White Sox. These teams know each other extremely well, but Bo Burrows is going, and the Twins had a really nice weekend in Houston. Meanwhile, the Yankees, Jamison Talion, in that uncharted territory that we've been talking about with pitchers going deeper and more innings than they have in a couple of years, but I believe this is these are career-high numbers for Talion as far as uh, going the marathon that is an MLB season up against Carlos Hernandez. And then... Uh, San Diego, in these, in these games here, um, I said this in the videos, these are the must-win games. For if you're a playoff team, and I said it you know, kind of like that Tampa Bay-Baltimore game yesterday, if you're a playoff contender, these are the must-win games, you know, the ones that are the winnable games. So San Diego with Joe Musgrove up against Zach Thompson, who hasn't pitched badly. Uh, Brian, any of these uh, five beauties? That you would just you know, on a normal uh, day that you would just be rushing to the window to bet. No, I wouldn't be rushing to the window. Um, but on as far as leans go, uh, you know, as we saw last week, all the favorites aren't going to cash. Uh, I, I kind of like Miami Marlins here in an odd spot. Zach Zach Thompson, as he says, had a pretty good season. He's just two and four, but a two five three ERA and a WHIP of one point one zero, I believe. Uh, he's been stingy and Musgrove. Has had a solid season, but I think uh, I think he's he could be hit around. Miami's just been so bad, so it's tough for me to take the Marlins lately. But uh, I think they're the best dog on the board there. I kind of like the Cincinnati Reds and Indians to go over the posted total of 9.5. Castillo's been awesome ever since a rough start to the year. But uh, with the Indians' bullpen going, the Reds' bats are red hot. Uh, it's just a lean there to the over. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Minnesota Twins gave the White Sox a, a close game. I wouldn't pick them to win outright, but I'll take that plus one and a half. I think it's a one-run game. 
And for me, <clears throat> I agree. Give me the over uh, in the Reds and the Indians game. Uh, the way the Reds have been hitting. And uh, with uh, Henges on the mound for uh, the Indians, he's been he's been hit and touched. We've seen Castillo give up runs too. So uh, I think we'd definitely get an over in the Reds and the Indians game there. Um, and I like the under in that uh, Marlins and Padres game. Uh, Zach Tom- Thompson's been pretty good. Not giving up a whole pile of runs. And Musgrove lately, he hasn't been giving up a whole pile of runs either. So uh, I like the under seven and a half in that one. And you got a nice pitcher's duel going. Um, and I, I, I think Marlins uh, plus the one and a half. I think that's a one-run game. Anyway, you slice it. So uh, I think the Marlins plus the one and a half and the under. Three I like in those ones. Uh, Marlins have just been awful. They've been terrible on this road trip. And this is, like I said, San Diego is in a really tight race there. Um, It's like you don't want to be the wild card team if you don't have to. The wild card is like for the team that kind of – the wild card as a goal is for the teams that kind of come from way off the pace, like the Indians generally do, and, you know, kind of nip them at the wire. Those are the teams that are happy with a wild card spot, but you can't spend that kind of money in the off season, have this kind of star power on your team and be content in a wild card spot. And that's what the Padres, if you can't win these games, that is what you are playing for at this point to hold off the Cincinnati Reds who are only two games back now in the loss column from you. And, you know, They've got some problems here because they're four in the loss column behind the Dodgers. And when we go even further, you know, to, to the Giants, well, good luck. You know, you're eight games in the loss column against the Giants with less than 50 games left to play. So almost, you know, I know Brian hates the Giants here, but here's the math. You know, it, it doesn't work for you. You're eight games in the loss column. You're seven games in the win column. You're seven and a half, which is a seven and a half in the standings, which is irrelevant, right? That number and however many you are back in the standings, that doesn't mean anything. It's the number of games you are back in the loss column is the number that matters. And eight games back in the loss column, it's a 162-game schedule. The Giants are 112 in, so that's exactly 50 games left. You would need to have nine games where you won and the Giants lost, and then win every other time that they win in order to catch them. That's not going to happen. There's no chance that that's going to happen. So your best thing that you have to play for now is to maybe pass the Dodgers and get to host that wild card game because the Dodgers are falling off the pace here too. The Dodgers are now at 10% of the time that that has to happen, that same scenario. Because they're four back in the loss column with 50 left to play. It can happen. There's some head-to-head matchups going on there. But those head-to-head matchups haven't gone well for the Dodgers. They haven't nope. gone well for them. And the same thing with the Padres. When, you, when they look at the end of the season, you know, this is what they're going to see. The problem that they're having is that the Giants aren't losing. If the Giants were going to lose, they were going to lose in Milwaukee on the road. And that didn't happen either. <laughs> so, you know, I th- I think the Do- you know the Dodgers losing that game on Friday night to the Angels was just a, was was pretty much the dagger on them, and for the Padres, well, it's the season that really came up short all the way around, and they could finish as strong as they want. You ain't catching the Giants; it's not going to happen. So, uh, your best case scenario is a road wild card game. And it's like you need to win now to hold on to that because you win. If you lose this one and get to the Marlins and the Reds are, you know, with Castillo going in Cleveland, beat the Indians, you got a one-game lead in the wild card. I would say someone's getting fired. You know, if you don't – if you, the Cincinnati Reds beat you for that last wild card spot, I don't care if El Nino's out. You're get, someone's getting fired. I think they've made some big-time mistakes in San Diego on some of these trades. 
I think the the Blake Snell acquisition is, ends up being a horrible move for them, right? Because now you're married to this guy that makes a zillion dollars and he can't pitch more than four innings, and even those are you know hit and miss. Awful. Yeah. No. Hit and miss as well. <laughs> Awful. Yeah, you've been saying that all season, but it's not happening, right? You've been saying that, that you've been saying the White Sox, well, and, you know, we're go, you said the White Sox were going to lose in Wrigley. You got swept. No, they didn't. They got no, they got crushed. The Cubs got well, crushed. Congratulations, the Flayo Fishes swept the board. It's not the Flayo Fishes, Brian. This is just the better team won. This is handicapping. This is see. This is this is before you get to the Flayo Fishes. See, this is the part of handicapping that I, I think you're a great handicapper and all those things, but this is the part of handicapping that that you're not good at, right? I know I know there are parts that I'm not good at. I know there are parts that I'm not good at, but the part that you're not good at is the part that realizing that at a certain point, it real all that other stuff is secondary to handicapping the game. And when you handicap the Cubs versus the White Sox, basically you have a JV team against a team going for the World Series. I mean, that's really what that was. I mean, so I, I know you had the Cubs, right, in all those games. And, and look at their lineup. How could you possibly go with that lineup against a team that's, you know, it just doesn't even make sense. And it's like, I'm We're not even saying this as a fan. The They're 20 games over 500. This is a so professional baseball this. game, a ba- professional baseball team. They're 20 games over. And you're, you're going with, you know, Look, look at the guys that they were really at. Al, Adbert Alzale, who's been giving up more home runs than anybody. It's like, it doesn't even make sense to me. Why? Because some guy in Kansas City bet 300 bucks on, on, on the White Sox that d- knows nothing about sports betting? I mean, that's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense to me, you know? All I'm saying is the Dodgers are going to catch the I think money movement is something to definitely look at. When the, the time you look at money movement, isn't every single game and every little thing like I mean sometimes sometimes Captain Obvious is is Captain Obvious I mean that's just that's just the story of of, of sports but it's to me when you look at the money moves is when you see an, a, a line that looks funny like if the Cubs were favored against the White Sox then you look at the money and the action then you look at that stuff but it's like if if it's just you know the White Sox and People are betting like crazy because there's no other way to go. There's simply no other way to go. And, you know, I, I, I mean, I wish someone would analyze my handicapping, you know, the way that I look at your guys, you know, and, and help me out because I know when I'm running bad too. It's like I'm, I'm just, I'm off. Sometimes it's just, you know, bad luck and one-run games and whatever, and that's part of betting, right? I, don't, I have no excuses for that. It's just it still counts as a loss. But it's like to sit there and, and, and say that because some guy in Kansas City bet on an obvious winner makes it a bad play. That doesn't But we're talking bad. about the Dodgers catching the Giants. I know, but it's like the Dodgers are the squarest of square teams. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. But they're not catching the Giants. I'm There's, talking about it from a handicapping talent-wise uh, perspective. I think how Dodgers are they going to catch them? How? Well, they're only four games back. It's not that bad. But they're running well, they out of time. They have the better team and better starting pitching. They're, they don't have the better team or the better starting pitching. The numbers don't show that they are. The numbers don't show that. Maybe at the beginning of the season they did. But of the, of the Dodgers starting rotation that they started the season with, they have two guys left. Okay? They have Urias and Walker Bueller, and I wouldn't call Urias one of the front-line guys. And then now they picked up Max Scherzer. We'll see how he does tomorrow in Philadelphia on the road against Aaron Nola. My guess is that's going to be a very tight game. And I think if the crowds were anything like they were, like, the crowd will be somewhere, something like it was yesterday in Philadelphia, the largest crowd of the year. My guess it's going to be equally as big tomorrow night in, in Philly for that one. And, um, yeah, the Dodgers haven't been, you know, they haven't been beating people up. Kershaw will be back in September. That'll he's be been, the fourth that's, he's, he's one of the worst September-October pitchers in, <clears throat> in baseball. Traditionally. The Dodgers are six games over on the road. You know? And the schedule for the Giants isn't easy to finish up the season. Let's take a look at what it looks like. 
looks like for the Dodgers. So the Dodgers schedule. The Dodgers have three in the three at the Phillies, then three at the Mets. Those are going to be tough series because the Mets fans hate the Dodgers. I mean, you want to talk about it. Do you think the Giants hate the, hate the Dodgers? The Mets really hate the Dodgers, right? Because these are, this goes back to the Brooklyn Dodgers, right? <laughs> this, this hatred, right? The team that got up in the middle of the night and moved to, to the West Coast. So do you know that the orange in the Mets, did you know this, that the Mets colors are orange and blue? The blue is the Brooklyn Dodgers and the orange is the New York Giants. That's why the Mets are blue and orange. Anyways, well, the Giants have two cream puffs in a row with the Diamondbacks and Rockies, but then they play the Mets, the Oakland A's. They're at the Mets, at the Braves, Brewers, Dodgers. Well, they play so, Rockies. Well, here's what they here's what they have. This the, the Dodgers have a, have a brutal schedule because at Phillies and at Mets, none of the, those are going to be layups, right? You've got um, then you've got Pittsburgh, right, and that's where. That's where, you know, you would hope that the weak part of your rotation shows up. But the Dodgers know such luck there. Then it's back home. They play the Mets for four at home. And then they go right away back on the road to San Diego. And you know the Padres are going to be ready for that one. There's no way they're sweeping that series. They might win two out of three. They might win one out of three. They might get swept. But there's no way they're sweeping that series, right? Then they've got at home against the Braves, who are not really a layup at this point. Then three at San Francisco, so they would need, you know, they would need to at least go two out of three there. Then at St. Louis, so they have a chance to do some damage there, three and one or, you know, there. Then at home against San Diego, where they've been terrible at home against San Diego this season. I think they got swept twice at home by the Padres. Then versus Arizona, at Cincinnati, not going to be easy because the Reds are going to, if the Reds can stay relevant, then at Colorado, not an easy place to play for anybody. At Arizona, where the, where the Dodgers have had a lot of success, then the Padres, and then they end the season against the Brewers. So I don't see the Dodgers having that easy of a road in there. Most of the teams that they play, if you look at this schedule, the only series that they have, they have one, one, two, they have one, two, three. Out of the 50 games, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. 16 of their 50 remaining games are against teams with the losing record for the Dodgers. So that's not an easy road in. And one of those teams is the Cardinals that's barely under 500. And the Cardinals hate the Dodgers, too. Well, if you believe that the Giants are going to win the division, you should... Plus one twenty five. Well, I got them at the beginning of the season, right? I took the Giants and the White Sox. I'm still here. I'm still here. Well, Dodgers are minus one sixty five to win the division. Well, it's and because they're heavy. Well, heavy. yeah, it's because you, it's because you always Dodgers unload on the Dodgers. It's like it's Bittler driving that Dodgers Dodger money. Catch the Giants and win the NF, NL West. Rod, Mark. why does why does Brian just just gush over the Dodgers every day on this show? <laughs> right? I don't know. I'm going to ask Ninos to give you the, the Kershaw the shirt. Well, I must not be crazy. That's what the odds are right now is that the Dodgers will win the division. The odds aren't based on probability of winning. The odds are based upon what the public is going to bet. It's true. I just think the Dodgers, <laughs> the obvious, Dodgers are the obvious pick. Right. And which is why we never take that one. I mean, I everyone knows that. I can't believe I'm arguing the Dodgers. I know. I can't, yeah, believe, I can't believe you're arguing the Dodgers either. <laughs> Happy Monday. <laughs> oh, they are the better team. That's why I can't help myself. I would say the Giants' schedule um, rates out a little bit. A little, right now. They got too many injuries right now. The Giants have a tough schedule. In, in Giants have a tough schedule in as well. Um, they play basically the same schedule, except instead of the Cardinals, they play the Oakland A's for three. And in, instead of the Cardinals, those two series against the Cardinals, they play the Cubs and the, and, the, uh, and the A's. So the A's, they generally struggle against in Oakland. And, I mean, the Cubs at Chicago is a layup, right? I mean, they're a joke. So, but other than that, it's pretty much the same schedule. Milwaukee, San Diego. A lot of games against the Padres. Heads up, they have the the Dodgers have seven, ten games 
So 20% of the remaining games are against the Padres. Mets, Brewers, Dodgers. But the Dodgers and the Giants only play each other three more times this season. It's going to be good. It's going to be a tight finish. The West is generally settled in the last week of the season. Yeah, Brian is a Dodgers guy, isn't he? Man. Who knew? <laughs> oh, it looks like Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. It'll probably be Dodgers and White Sox. I'm sure I'm sure that um I'm sure Ninos will let you borrow his Kershaw shirt. I might want to borrow it because I'm rooting for the Dodgers now. You're just but rooting against the. You're just rooting against me, you know, because I got the Giants. <laughs> it's like, you know, you're thirty. Yeah. You're thirty games under five hundred in Giants games this year. You know, it's like basically where you sit. I've had a lousy season this year, but I'll tell you, one thing I've been yet. on is the White Sox and the Giants. But the problem is the public jumped on those teams, so I can't haven't been able to back them. Normally, I'm on them all the time. Brian wants, <laughs> Brian wants the Dodger hat. Uh, comment of the day here. Brian wants the Dodgers hat to complete that Joe Kelly look. <laughs> I'll take a Dodgers hat. I might order one. Once I'm going to win the, I'm going to order the division championship hat when they have one. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I need to get a Kobe poster hanging out back there. All right, me and, me and Al, be I got some. And I, I have some really good posters. I'm thinking about redesigning my set again. It's like for football season. I think that this setup with all these shelves is just a little much. I think I'm going to go back to this to the other style, which is a little simpler. Just a little easier for me. I liked it. Kind of highlighted the stuff a little better. Because we do have the Fonz. So everybody hit the thumbs up. Just like Fonzie. Hey. Fonzie says, hit the thumbs up. So NFL season. um, Yeah, I really got a chance to go under the hood yesterday. Really spent a lot of time looking at the NFL go back to it here. And I think in the, I think, you know, I don't do the NFL previews and the college football previews like we used to. I went over this yesterday. It's because no one watches them, right? I mean, that's, that's why we stopped doing it. It's because no one really watches them. I know that, like, so, like, Ruffalo did the league, league La Liga preview and stuff. Like, 72 people watched it. It's not, I'd rather sit in the hot tub and listen to, listen to Guns N' Roses, you know? It's like, we can talk about it here, you know? It's like... I mean, that's what I do. You know, I get my, I get about 20 minutes free a day. I sit in the hot tub. I listen to, like, really loud music. My neighbors are, you know... I, I don't know. I think... I guess they're, I don't, they're fans or not. One of my neighbors is a music teacher, so I hear them giving lessons occasionally outside. So I don't think my music should bother them much. Considering some no, of the stuff that, that cons- I, I heard a version of Shallow that really makes you never want to listen to music again. You know, that <laughs> happened about a year and a half ago. You know, you certainly don't want to be there for Beatles sing along day either. I mean, it's like she plays the piano and it's like, because, you know, it's Hawaii, so some people don't have air conditioning. They just, you know, the trade winds. Hey, the aloha, you know. So she's got the windows open and cranking, you know, playing the piano. It's, uh, Singing the Beatles. Beatles, yeah. Beatles Day, tough. It's a tough one. That shallow, though, I got to say, was just that. And then there was open mic day where they did sitting on the dock of the bay, which was just, I... Sitting on the dock I haven't of the smoked, bay. I haven't smoked in, <laughs> like, probably, you know, 15 years at this point or something like that. 12 years. 12 years, maybe I quit smoking. I was ready to start smoking again. You know, <laughs> it was just like, I was just so frustrated with just life in general. It's like, 
How New York cons- Jets would have me smoking cigarettes. The Jets? Jets. Yeah, the, the Jets actually look, on paper, pretty good this season. On paper, oh, yeah, this they look like they should be well improved. But the right? Jets, once again, quarterback issues here. I think that, you know, I think once again, here's a guy being kind of thrown into the fire. How old is Zach Wilson? Because BYU is known for having those, like, 45-year-old QBs, you know. He, he Generally, the BYU QBs are about six or seven years older than everybody else. Anyone know? Mm, give me his name. Zach Wilson. First age. 22 years old, so he's really not old. He's a young BYU QB. 63209. Justin Fields, 22 years old. So he's there he's a, a slightly he played all four is basically what that comes down to. Which is good. Which is what the Jets need. I think the Jets look pretty good on paper though. I think they have, you know, they have my sleeper rookie of the year in, in Michael Carter. It is my my rookie of the year call, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. But I was looking ahead at the preseason games. You know, the do you remember who who, who won the NFC East last year, Rod? No, not looking. It was the Washington football. Team. It was Washington. So I did, I did my video right on the Washington New England game. I'm like, neither of these teams made the playoffs last year. I got to reshoot the whole thing. <laughs> I know I'll get crushed on YouTube if I post it. It's like I edited it all up. It's all nice graphics and everything. And I rewatched it and I'm like, wait a minute. Let me check this. I did the same thing like, um, because the Steelers finished the season so badly last year. I had to reshoot that video too. It's like you forget, you know. It's like it's preseason for me too. Then you just you, you start refreshing, you just start reading more stuff, and then it, it all come it all comes back to you. Now, Bittler is a closet Philly fan. He's a curmudgeon Philly fan. He's like a it's it's like he's a Philly fan, but he doesn't want to. Uh... <laughs> I took the Mets in every single game against Philly, so I must not be that much of a Phillies fan. <laughs> you were on tilt, though. You were definitely tilting. Got, got lucky. <laughs> Don't smoke. I will tell you one thing, man. If 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 like they told me like I was terminally ill or something, I'd start smoking tomorrow. I w- I wouldn't even think twice about it. I'd go to the store, I'd get a pack of Marlboro Reds, I'd be smoking them, I'd chain them. I'd buy a carton, a couple cartons, just to make sure I had them. (laughs) (laughs) That's just a nasty, stinky habit. I understand that. Yeah, but you're going, like, you're going, so yeah, you're, you're going anyway, happy, right? You're, okay. you're going anyway, so <laughs> I think I'd probably be right. That's the difference. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. Johnny, it's like Johnny Sack, you know? <laughs> it was like Johnny Sack. It was like they told him that he was gone. He was like, I don't care, man. I'm smoking. It's like yeah. it's exactly how it is. It's like I think, like you know. With, with all the other stuff I've been in rehab for and everything, I think I'm good on a lot of it, you know, but it's like, I think on smoking, though, it's like the one thing I didn't really go to a rehab center for. I still, you know, I could see myself uh, ripping through a pack of Marlboro Reds, no problem. Yeah, I don't think once you've, once you've smoked, I don't think you ever... No. Yeah, that never goes away. I quit once before. Before this time quitting, I had quit once before. But that's when I developed like some other serious drug habits to, to <laughs> supplement it. It's like <laughs> It is what it is, man. You guys know what you're getting here with me. No one ever has to guess, right? I never. I always give the honest answer, man. It's like bugs the crap out of people. A lot of people can't handle honesty; they'd rather bullshit you. 
why though? I don't. I just don't understand that. It's, I don't know it either. But I'm seen as like if I if I give honest answers and I do it on this show and I do it all the time. Uh, I don't know uh, why is that. I I, I would love to. Like, I, I, I'd love to know why people they would rather you know. Oh, you know it's. So I always give you the nice. fluff answer. Oh, yeah. Like nothing like near. I was perfect. It's like, well, what? No, no one's perfect. Everybody makes mistakes and everybody learns from their mistakes. People do bad things. It's no, it always, human nature to do. Things. It always, it always makes them, them feel that they're better than you. You know? Yeah. It's like, I guess, you know, it's like, right. I mean, you know, like I was in a situation, people stole from me, right? They literally stole from me, but I'm an, I'm the bad guy because I'm a name caller. I mean, this is, this is, it's like, I'm, it's like, you know, they paint me as the bad guy because I, I'm a name caller, which I am, right? I'm a name caller. What the hell? Everyone knows that. I never denied that I'm a name caller. That's Ruflo, I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ruflo. Definitely. All right. Well, we're dragging on today. We made it 45 minutes of fi- five games, five games late. Anything else anyone wants to talk about? We're going to be running our become a capper contest. Um, probably shortly after the season starts. I would like Rod's to. What's that? Rod's in charge of that. No, he won't be. It'll all be automated this time. I want to see the process. Well, uh, Rod's only Rod's process. only running it. If him and Ruffalo are doing it together. And that and this we'll have to do a uh, one of those reality shows, you know, a reality YouTube show. Rod and Ruflo running the full. <laughs> <laughs> one guy grades the games, and he sends an email over to the other guy to update the standings. <laughs> yeah, our new partners um, that we have actually, I've been talking about the site redesigns and stuff, but our new partners actually run. A lot of the contests that you see for the legal U.S. sports books, they run a lot of the contests for those sites. So um, they they design, they do all the design and stuff. So like when you go on to, I, I guess I can say the name DraftKings, um, and you do their Super Bowl Square contest. Our new partners are the ones that design all of that stuff and have all the mechanics, the tech, and everything that runs those contests. So running a contest for us is going to be, you know, smooth. It's very smooth. Something very that they can do very easily. They do it for a lot of smooth. big teams. They do Lakers. It's one of theirs that they do, and um, Bat Rivers, Barstool, a couple other ones. But anyways. Yeah, it's exciting. I'm I'm really I'm I'm tired of talking about the new stuff and I can't wait to show everybody the new stuff. It's like I'm tired of talking about it. I'm ready to show it. At least start. It's gonna take a few years, but I'm ready for phase one. We are on schedule with it, so just crazy. Anyways, any other questions anyone has? We got like kind of a lazy uh lazy day here. Could do a uh, what do you call it again? What do we used to call it? Mondays with Mitch. No Friday. Uh, free for all. Free for all Friday. Yeah. Free for all Friday. Free for all Monday. <laughs> Kapler manager of the year. I agree. I think him and Hinch. I don't think Hinch will get it because of the baseball. Is such a weird sport in that regard. Years ago, someone said, I said, damage was already done. On smoking? No. Seven years. I, I got, I know my, my lungs feel way better. Yeah, your lungs repair themselves. Would you they still take give some it to time, Cap? But... Would Cap would get manager of the year if the Giants fall out and just make the wild card? Would you still give it to Kapler? Yes. They're not going to fall out. Yes, they are. No, they're not. <laughs> nope. It's not going to... It would have happened already. It would have already started. It's been the opposite. They've actually gotten better. 
Yeah. These games in Milwaukee were pretty, I mean, they had every chance to lose all of them. Yesterday was another one, you know, where it's like hammer time. It's like when push came to shove, it was like when it came crunch time, they did the crunching. And the same thing, you know, Saturday and extras. Any parlay action today or a prop for everyone? You guys want to do one? Do a prop maybe? Do a prop. So there's no VIP show today. We're just doing a premium video. It's kind of going to include everything. There's just not enough meat on the bone. So I'll give out a prop. Um, oof. So Joey Votto has had a home run in five of his last six road games. I said, but I think he's out. Well, then that would that would that would make him pretty tough to hit one today. I could be mistaken, but I thought I seen he was. Out. I wouldn't be surprised. It's a makeup game, so I wouldn't be surprised. But the Reds are so they're so close in there. I'll tell you who's been hitting the cover off the ball. It's Jose Abreu. I like Abreu to hit a home run here. He's actually been on a tear. But then again, he was playing against the Cubs. So. Bryce Harper's on a tear. That's because he's playing against you. It's like Pittler's betting against me. I'm tying the bandana extra tight today. <laughs> Tell Bittler. Yeah, how good the Wheeler looked yesterday. Wow. Nine yep, innings. Nine innings, two hits. Yep. All right. So I'll go with uh I'll go with the Brayu. I'm gonna go with Salvador Perez at plus two sixty hit a home run off a of Tyone. Rod, any prop? And for me, I'm going to go with uh, Willie Adamas to hit a home run today. All right. Well, there you have it. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Have a great day. Let's make it a winning day. Uh, should be an interesting drive through with five games today. But uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. And uh, like I said, no VIP today, just the premium. Just there's, no, there's nothing to talk about. But uh, football on the way, so we'll more than make it up to you. I'm going to try and act more professional tomorrow. Have a great day.